Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The community chess campaign gets underway in Omaha tonight with a big rally at the Exarvin Coliseum. And here in his hotel room, working on a speech that nobody asked him to make, <laughs> is himself of Fibber McGee and Molly. All right, Molly, let's get to work. I want to dictate the speech I'm going to make tonight at that absorbing coliseum. Exarbent. Gesundheit. No, dearie, the name of the... Boy, oh boy, what a speech this will be. I'll fracture them. I'll get applause. I'll get cheers. I'll get the phone. Hello, McGee in 303 speaking. The desk. I didn't order no desk. Oh, oh, the desk clerk. Oh, you found one for me, eh? Owns his own fiddle, too, eh? Oh, well. Well, turn him right up. What is this about a fiddle? I ordered an Italian fiddle player to fiddle some fiddle music for me while I dictate my speech. Mood music. McGee, you didn't really ask for a violin player. He's on his way up here now. Clerk said he was bringing his Stradivarius with him. That's probably Italian for girlfriend. Boy, when I sound off with that speech tonight at that exorbitant coliseum. Exorbitant. Gesundheit. When I make that speech, I'll have them in the aisle. I'll have their eyes full of tears and their hands full of money, stuffing it into the community chest. Come in. Uh, how do you do, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, hi, bud. Uh, permit me to introduce myself. I am Pasquale Amalfi, the most talented virtuoso of the violin in all of South Omaha. player, eh? You any good? Well, I'm a good. Yeah. When I was just a little boy, I played with the Heifetz and the Chrysler. Oh, I'd run around with the other kids when he should have been home practicing, huh? <laughs> well, you just do the best you can. Well, what do you want me to do, boss? You just play real sad when I give you the high sign. Mood music. I'm going to dictate my speech. Got a pencil, Molly? Yes, dearie. Well, here we go. Play, fiddle. Ladies and gentlemen... I want to say that I and you, and in fact all of us, have come here tonight because this is the night we are gathered here tonight at this horse bargain coliseum. Exarbon! Stop the music. Stop the music. You know, your cold is getting worse, kiddo. Well, what did I say? You got it wrote down? No, dearie. Why not? No paper. Oh. That's just the result of somebody's carelessness. Yours. Uh, we won't mention no names. <laughs> Give me the phone. Hello, this is Magoo in 202, or McGee in 303. <laughs> Send up two bellhops, one with plain paper and one with carbon paper. <laughs> That's right, two of them. On the double, bud. McGee, you didn't need two boys for that. Why, sure I did. The boy that carries the plain paper can't carry the carbon paper. Might get it all smudged up. Here, take the speech down on this envelope till the paper gets here. I gotta get busy. Shoot, dearie. Music, bud. 
You people are here tonight because you're the type of people that when other people need help, people like us, people, we like to help people stop the music. <laughs> what did I say? Read that back. All right. You said, American people are generous. They like to help their fellow man in time of need. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Hey, I turned a pretty nice phrase, you know that. I'll better... Come in. Here's your paper, sir. And your carbon paper, sir. Okay, thanks, boys. Here. Here's seven cents. Divide that among you. <laughs> McGee, why did you give the boys seven cents, for goodness sake? Why not? Everything else has gone up from a nickel to seven cents. <laughs> Let's get on with the speech. Music, maestro. The community chest. Whichever community needs its help, because of all the good stuff it does, won't be able to do this stuff without plenty of dough and stop the music. <laughs> Read it back. What did I say? Well, you said uh, your community chess services cover such things as boys' clubs, the USO, care of the aged, and dozens of other important projects. My very words. Doggone <laughs> it, who's interrupting me? Come in. Dr. Gamble. Hello, Doctor. Hello, Molly, and good evening to you, belt buster. Hi, I'm Ellen Belly. And don't sit down. I'm busier than a double-jointed woodpecker in a lumberyard. I'm working on my speech for tonight. You ready, Maestro? Si, senore. Where'd he come from? I didn't see him standing there. Well, he plays the mood music, Doctor. Oh, no. Yep, yep. While I compose my speech, he fiddles. We got to leave here in a few minutes, and I got to get out of that ex-soybean coliseum. Ex-soybean. You think you ought to try penicillin, Molly? Here is the name of the place. Come in. Here's your penny, sir. A penny for what? Well, you gave us seven cents to divide between us, and it didn't come out even. You get a penny back. Oh. Okay, let's have it. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, what are you so happy about, son? I won the bet. I told Joe he'd take it. Well, why shouldn't I take it? It was my penny in the first place. Well, come on. Let's get on with this speech, Molly. It's getting late. Uh, what's the subject of this address? Generosity. It figures. <laughs> who asked you to speak, anyhow? Only the high muckety-muck of the whole campaign here asked me to speak. That's who, how. guy named Landon. Mr. Landon asked you, McGee? Yeah. I didn't know that. I bet Landon doesn't know it either. <laughs> oh, sure he does. I cornered him on the sidewalk this morning and offered to make the big speech of the evening. Don't do it, he says. And I says, no trouble at all, I says, grabbing him by the lapel. What do you want me to talk about? And he says, about ten seconds if we can't stop you. <laughs> and I says, I'll talk an hour. And he was so overcome with gratitude, he just gave a kind of a low moan, put his hands over his eyes, turned on his heel, and walked into an open manhole. <laughs> I come right upstairs and called my fiddle player. Where are you going, Doctor? To find an open manhole. I'm going to join Landon. <laughs> So which way out of here? Oh, oh this door must be. Oh, no, Doctor. No, 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 no. I got all my stuff. Oh, no. Oh. Oh.
this place is just like home. Lobby. Yeah, it sure is. Well, we better call a cab and get out to that Coliseum because... Oh, look. There's Wally Wimple. Oh, yes. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wim. Hello, folks. <laughs> oh, am I having a good time this week. I love Omaha. Yeah? Well, good. What do you like best about Omaha, Mr. Wimple? No sweetie things. Sweetie face, you mean? Yes, my big old wife. <laughs> ah, beautiful, peaceful Nebraska. I was out in the country today with my big book, and all at once I heard a strange noise in a clump of bushes. Yeah. A strange noise? Yes. So I tippy-toed up and peeped right in. Oh? What was it, Wimp? A tax collector on the lamb? No. It was the strangest sight, Mr. McGee. I saw a small yellow body with a sharp bill, four red feet, and a large copper-colored horn. My goodness. What on earth was it? A canary, two ducks, and a saxophone player named Eddie. <laughs> well, I tell you, it must be beautiful out there in the country, Mr. Wimple. With the trees changing color and all. Yes, it's just lovely, Mrs. McGee. In fact, I... Well, I... I wrote a little poem about it today... I call it Fall in Nebraska. Fall in Nebraska. Well, let's hear it, Wimp, since we're probably going anyhow. All righty. <clears throat> it's fall in old Nebraska. The leaves are red and gold. The flowers and trees and birds and bees are ready for the cold. The whole world's changing colors, and I'll change color, too. When Sweetie Face finds me, I'll be a lovely black and blue. Real cute, wasn't it? Yeah, but we got to get a... Oh, excuse me, bud. Oh, my fault, sir. Oh, it's you, pal. Hi, Molly. Oh, hi, Junior. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. You're having fun in Omaha. Oh, you bet I am, Molly. It's my hometown, you know. Born here. Yeah, I understand they got a bronze plate on your old desk out at Benson High School, Junior. Yeah, that's fine. Got it right on his old desk. It says Harlow Wilcox slept here. <laughs> Uh, you're a great little joker, oh, pal. Something in there tonight. Boy. At least that's one man's opinion. Uh, Yours? Yeah. <laughs> well, say, incidentally, kids, did you hear that ball game on the radio this oh, afternoon? Oh, it was something. I was sitting there listening, and I got to thinking what an important part milk plays in our daily menus. Ooh, right out of deep left field. And it suddenly occurred to me that one of the greatest food bargains on the market these days is pet evaporated milk. Yeah, but what that... Yes, sir. Pet milk not only gives you all the goodness of whole sweet milk, but it's easy on your budget, too. Wilcox now pitching for pet. <laughs> because pet costs less generally than any other form of whole milk. That's right. Pet evaporated milk, which is just good sweet country milk made double rich by yeah. evaporation... Costs you less than any other form of whole yeah, milk. Know, that's why that's that's why pet milk is such a favorite with economy-minded housewives. Yeah, hey, and hey, beyond hey, that, hey, it's look, so oh, good. Oh, oh, it's good. Oh, it's delicious. Una minute, please. Look, Milky. Yes, pal. You have to go, Mr. Wilcox. We do. 
Well, yes, Molly, I do. <laughs> I really do. There's an old school chum waiting to have dinner with me right now, Molly. Oh, how nice. I suppose you'll talk about the days when you tried to see who could get your clothes off first to dive into the old swimming hole, huh? <laughs> well, I hardly think so. Her name is Mary McNamara. mistake I made, wasn't it, about the old school chum? Boy, oh boy. That was like one girl basketball player falling down and grabbing another girl basketball player by her uniform. What do you mean, dearie? You pulled a bloomer. <laughs> oh, my gosh, don't you get it, Molly? Basketball girls pulled a... Ain't funny, McGee. Ain't? That's odd. When I and Fred Nittany use that gag at the Elks Club in Wahoo... Oh, hey! There's La Trivia. He's going out to the Coliseum. Maybe he'll take us. Hey, Latrivia. Hi, boy. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Oh, glad to see you, Molly. Come on, let's get outside here. I've got a cab coming in a few minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, this is quite a town, Latrivia. You ever been here before? Oh, yes. I know Omaha very well. That's all. I come over here quite often to attend the theater, McGee. Oh, the theater, huh? Oh, yes. Yes, in fact, I was here a couple of years ago when Oklahoma played Omaha. A uh, good game, was it, Mr. Mayor? Game? Yeah, you said you'd seen Omaha play against Oklahoma here. Must have been a good game, too, because them Oklahomans play nice football in Omaha. Just, 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 just a minute, McGee. I don't think... You know, I to... just love football, Mr. Mayor. I wish I understood it. You know, McGee took me to see Michigan play William and Mary one time. And they had William down on Mary's 30-yard line. Yeah. And all of a well, sudden... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Molly, please. I'm afraid I didn't make myself quite clear here. When I mentioned Oklahoma, I didn't mean a football game. It wasn't a football game I saw at all. It was a musical comedy. Oh, I know what you mean, boy. I've seen plenty of games like that. <laughs> Team gets an off day and they play like a bunch of chorus girls. The whole club, the whole flock. They didn't play like chorus girls. They were chorus girls. Huh? There was a whole line of chorus girls. Playing football? <laughs> Heavenly days, those dainty little things. No, 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 no. Will you oh, chorus I, I, girls I, I, in the I, line, eh? <laughs> I see. What they use in the backfield, ballet dancers? Because <laughs> with chorus girls in the line, distract the other players. The backfield could slip around the end and. Oh, stop it! <laughs> This is getting ridiculous. Look, what Any I was trying to explain... would let those little girls play a rough game like football and get all muddy up. They didn't play a rough game of football. Huh? A rough game of mud ball. What? A flood ball. You said that... The... I didn't saw I say a golf game at all. You said... A ball game this fall. Oh, look, when I said I want to play Homer Loka... Homer play Hammer Hammer... Loma Loma, Locomona, I did you, I didn't say the music, but you were the ones that I was only trying, you were the, Omaha, Yes, boy? 
I am taking a cab out to that Sarbin Coliseum right now. We know. Sure, boy. May I go, too? Yes. You may go straight to. Goodbye. I'm just resting, daughter. Spent my first day in Omaha sightseeing. Yeah? Sight tore so much my feet hurt, so I got me a job driving a cab. Well, we got no time to stand here blabbing, old-timer. Let's go, boy, to the Coliseum and don't spare the horsepower. Okay, kids, we're off in a cloud of dust. Well, it's lucky you came along, Mr. Old-timer. Now, don't drive too fast, though. We don't want you to get arrested. Don't worry, daughter. They can't arrest me in this town. They can't. Why not? Well, I got no license. It ain't my cab, and I'm not even a citizen of Omaha. <laughs> Well, just so we get there, boy. Don't worry, Johnny. I'll get you there, Prado. Good. One question, though. Shoot. Where is the joint? <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. You don't know where it is? Well, stop. Well, hold it. Dad, Raddick, we got to find that Coliseum. We've been driving around now for over an hour. That rally is half over by this time and all, and well, people... I don't see it no place, kids. But I know another nice little place. Charlie's place. Charlie's place. What an atmosphere. <laughs> Sawdust up to your ankles and barbecue sauce up to your eyebrows. Why, it's the... We best. don't want to go to Charlie's place. Well, now, how about the railroad station, kids? I can <laughs> find that. Huh? Put you on the Union Pacific. You can go any place on the Union Pacific, honey. <laughs> go any place. I want to go to the Axarban Coliseum. I got to make a speech. Wait, stop the cab. Huh? Get up off the floor there, McGee. Huh? Let's, let's ask the man on the corner there. He'll tell us where the Coliseum is. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, bud. Come here, man. No, McGee, mister. Heavenly days, it's Ole. Hi, Ole. Yes, sure. Glad to see you, mister. <laughs> I'm even glad to see you, McGee. Huh? Well, come on. Hop in, Ole. You know where the Axe Coliseum is, Ollie? McGee, I don't even know where Omaha is. <laughs> where, where is the hotel? You mean you've been lost ever since you got here? That's right, missus. I yeah. used to wander around as unhappy as a Swede at a Norwegian picnic. <laughs> if you couldn't find the hotel, where did you sleep last night? At the stockyard with the cows. Stockyards. You're lucky they didn't ship you out. <laughs> I wasn't worried. They wouldn't get good price for me. I'm pretty tough around the table now. Well, you must like cows if you're willing to spend the night with them. Oh, sure. In Sweden, they got great big flocks of cattle. Hmm? You have cowboys there? No. In Sweden, all cows are squirrels, we get. <laughs> question, you get a square-head answer. You know, I like cows a lot because it was by a cow I first met my missus. Oh, really? What happened, Ollie? Well, she lived on next farm to me, you see. And one morning it was so dark, we both go by mistake to the same barn and start to milk the same cow. Well, if it was so dark, how did you know she was there? Well, when I squeezed, something squeezes back, you see. 
And that was the beginning of romance? Sure. Soon we was making beautiful music together, you know, squirting milk into the same bucket. <laughs> well, this ain't getting me to the Coliseum. Dad Rabbit, where is that Coliseum? I still say we ought to go to Charlie's place. Oh, pipe down and hump the Coliseum. I got a beautiful speech. Well, but Charlie's place is the only place I can find. See? We're coming to it now. Dad Rabbit, old timer, I told you I don't want to... Oh, my gosh. Stop the cab. Stop it. What is it, dearie? Look. Right across from Charlie's place. See it? Axarban. Gesundheit. Huh? Oh! <laughs> the Axarban Coliseum. Well, what do you know? I found it. I found it. Maybe I ought to stay here and get a license. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on, Molly. Let's hurry. Hurry up. We'll sneak through the stage door. <sighs> I hope we ain't too late. So do I, lover. Here's the door. Looks pretty dark, dearie. One small light on the stage. Empty. Everybody gone home. Oh, dear. Then after you worked so hard on your speech. Yeah. There was nobody here to listen. Look, sweetheart. Mother's here. Huh? I'll listen. I'd love to hear that speech. Yeah? You would? Well, sit down, Tootsie. You're going to hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here... To... My gosh. Pasquale. Si, signore. Oh, fine. We are gathered here tonight to talk about the community chest. And I want to say to you that if we all get in there... Ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to be told about the community chest, what it does and what it stands for. But we would like to remind you that the need for community chest services is greater this year than ever. So when your volunteer chest worker knocks on your door, dig deep, won't you? And give as generously as you can. Good night. Good night, all. The first evaporated milk, that milk, brings you Sugar McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you?